Warning, the Joe Moffat Show is for adults 18 years of age and older. So if you are under the age of 18 years of age, please get your ass away from the speaker. This ain't meant for you. Everyone else, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe Moffitt, coming to you live. Yes, baby, I said live. Uh-uh, I said all the way live. From the Jam Studios over here in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma, where babies, I got a treat for y'all today. Now, we ain't gonna turn it up that big because we didn't had some shit pop off this week and you know... Oh, JoJo got to talk about it. Jomo got to get into that ass because y'all know some shit and went down. But before I go another further, I want to say greetings and hello to my summertime production assistant. Um, as you all know, he is the little man, a.k.a. Big Head, a.k.a. Monkey Butt, a.k.a. Mr. Keyshawn himself. And he's sitting in the studio with me right now. Now, we're going to kick him out here in a second. I ain't going to kick him out just yet. I just want to let him, you know, show y'all some love. So, how you doing, Bubba? Good, and you? I am doing marvelously now that you're in town. You happy to be down here? Very, very, yes. Good. you have fun helping me cut the grass today? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I had him cutting grass and picking, um, well, he was picking up the trash out from the other side of the fence because we live in this little neighborhood with a bunch of nasty motherfuckers always drive by the highway, you know, throwing shit out the window and everything. And he was helping me, you know, he wearing a little little pocket change to get him a fidget spinner from the store and stuff. And so my wife said if he help out with chores and whatnot, you know, he can buy his own and give him a little bit of, make it feel special for him, you know, give some value uh, to earning it instead of just, you know, Getting it like some of you crazy-ass parents that do on a regular basis. But I'm happy that my little man is here. And we've been watching Star Wars. We still need to hit the video game store. It's been a little touch and go with my video game selection. I've kind of let what I have on PS4 dwindle away. From, well, what I have on PS3 dwindle away from PS4. So, yeah, no. Got to do a little bit more for the little daddy. But you got anything else you want to say, Bubba? Um, like I said, I'm just really happy to be here, and, um, like he said, I am trying to earn up to buy a fidget cube, and where I'm just trying to save $9.99, I, I thought it would probably be like 20 bucks. guess not, and I'm already at $4, I believe. Yes, last time I checked, you read $4. Yeah. All right, but I'm about to kick you out. Because uh, we got some... Well, I, I can let you chill for a minute. I do got a few more shout-outs to do. Um, as we always do, you know I got to show love to those that show love to us. Um, so definitely want to give a shout-out to We Make Movies, the Naked Porch Podcast. Of course, our homegirl, Comey Don't Play That, yes, Miss VJ underscore Burton. Um, also want to show some love to the Dirty Bit Podcast, Ro uh, Roxy Hayes, Kirsten's Crazy Ass, uh, Keita and Jay, Foxy Sports, as well as uh, Baby Boy Podcast, Glenn and her podcast. Um, let's see here. Where else we got folks coming from? As always, that crazy ass pixie and my nigga Luis. What's going on, folks? 
Um, as well as DK and Sir Big B over at Cave Crew Radio. Uh, David, the producer at Behind the Rant, Mr. Mike Street, the Reset Podcast, the Drunken Dork. Both of those are the Twitter accounts. So just put at in front of them and they'll get you. They'll be able to see information. As well as here, see here's a tweet, JNT Podcast, Poop Culture, uh, KYD Cast, the, uh, as I mentioned, Drunken Dork, Batman versus Bond. The list goes on and on. You know I got everybody showing me a bunch of love. Also, the new followers, uh, the lovely Miss Kayla Stevenson out of Memphis, Tennessee. How you doing, darling? Uh, the Human XB, Brunchisms, uh, Georgia Midgley, uh, Glimpsed Lemur, The Winstonian, Christy St. John, Them Damn Aggies, The Aggie Spirit, T-A-M-U Spirit. Shout out to the hometown folks. Also, as I mentioned before, Miss Kayla um, and... The list goes on and on and on. So thank you guys uh, for listening to the Joe Moffat Show, and I hope you guys continue to enjoy the crazy content that I have in store uh, from this day to the next day and the next day that falls into those days and whatever the fuck else is going to come into play. Now, as I was mentioning before, little daddy, you got to go. High five. One, two, three. Do it loud so you can hear There you go. All right, bubble. Give me about four to five minutes, and we I'll come out there, and we'll go get a snow cone, okay? Okay. All right. Love you. Love you, too. All right. I'm going to let him leave the room and get away from the wall, because he don't need to hear none of this craziness that I'm about to ensue on y'all. Yes, indeed. Uh, my niggas. Man, boy, I miss being with y'all every goddamn week. I have no idea. Uh, that's my heart right there, y'all. You have no idea. That little man, boy, boy, boy. Y'all wouldn't have a Joe Moffat show if it wasn't him. So if you ever meet him, say thank you. Thank you for letting us borrow the craziness of his father on a weekly basis because, you know, this he don't live with us. Um, so when he's here, you know, this is, this is my peaceful time. This is when, you know, I try to take a step back and, and this is my Christmas. This is my Thanksgiving. This is all wrapped into this one time of year where I really get to spend a lot of time with my son. You know, a lot of people... You know, some of y'all don't really know. When I, when I tell y'all on here, kiss your babies, and, and I tell you to, to hug them and, and love them, I say that because those are those moments where I'm missing my little guy, okay? But I'm glad he's here. Uh, as I say, usually nothing is going to really rain on the parade. That is uh, the Keyshawn experience for me. However, there's always some shit popping off. I, I'm, I'm Look, I, I, I wish... I truly wish I had the power to turn my eyes off to a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying, as it goes down. I, I truly wish I could do that, but unfortunately, I don't have the capability. I, I just don't. I can't I can't close my dying eyes to the idea of fuckery. I will not do it. I can't let it go down, babies. Okay, I might be a little out of line. Some people say I might be a little wrong with that. But between me and V, I don't give a damn what you think. Y'all niggas know how this is. This ain't nothing new. This ain't nothing new. But in the same breath and light, when some shit pop off, I got to talk about it. And I know a lot of people like D.L. Hughley, Jim Carrey, tons of other comedians have come to the defense and come to the side of Kathy, uh, Kathy Griffin. I get the notion that she was trying to be funny. I understand the concept of what Jim Carrey was trying to say, that a comedian is always trying to push over, you know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to push that envelope a little further and further and closer to that edge. I get it 100%. I do it all the time, okay? 
Jesus Christ, one of my two of my favorite topics involves pussy and weed. So what the hell make you think that I'm not somebody that's pushing that damn issue? Right, 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 right. That sound like right, right? Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay, so there we go. Ain't nothing to be fucking confused about. But in the same breath and light, you know, I'm not going to let fuckery get the best of me. And these niggas and let fuckery get the best of them. Because, as you all know and remember from last week's show, Kathy made a comment. No, she took a picture that was fucking disgusting. Okay? My son even saw the picture and he thought it was gross. Because he was like, that ain't funny. How is she supposed to be funny? And I'm going to tell you something. If you can't do it, if you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something about funny. If you tell a joke to a kid and they chuckle and a kid understanding, an adult will understand it. An adult will probably laugh. I use most of my material on my children. The, not the real nasty, filthy stuff, motherfucker. I mean, like the new stuff, you know, that I try to put out on a regular basis. You know, this is my, this is my, my jokes I tell at work to get that laugh and to flex my comedy muscles, you know. So, it throws me for a loop when, when Kathy felt, one, that holding a depiction of a man's head, I don't give a damn who it was. You know, if it was like a Ned Stark head or a Rob Stark head or some shit from Game of Thrones and she was just trying to be, I'd have been like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. You know, or she was going to make an appearance with Game of Thrones. Why? I have no fucking idea. But the only thing that's funny dealing with severed heads is Game of Thrones. That's the only place where a severed head can be looked at right now as ha, ha, chuckle, chuckle to an extent and still over to an extent, you know. Because, yeah, I mentioned Ned Stark, but don't forget the North never, the North remembers. Okay? And I also mentioned Game of Thrones because y'all already know July 16th kicks off the new season. July 19th kicks off the recaps. And you already know your boy Joe got you covered, babies. I got you. I got you. But nonetheless, that is the only place right now. Okay? Because I, and, and I mentioned that to say this. A few years back, here in Oklahoma, at a food processing plant in Oklahoma City, a man attempted to sever the head of, uh, no, severed the head of an employee and slit the throat and attempted to sever the other head of another employee in this food processing factory. Now, you've also heard of countless amounts of beheadings dealing with ISIS propaganda. You've also heard of different instances of fucking stupidity all over the world for the last few years where people have been cutting motherfuckers' heads off. You've been hearing about this. This is not uncommon news. So, one, for her to think that that was going to be a good idea to do some shit to try to make a point, you know, maybe if it was The Rock, Holding this nigga's head, it wouldn't have been that bad because we would think, oh my God, yay, Rock went and ripped this bullshit ass nigga's head off. Like I told y'all last week, I am not here to come to the defense of Donald Trump. I am here to debunk the idea and notion of fuckery. This bitch standing up behind a motherfucking pedestal, behind a goddamn partition trying to sit here and talk about how she's a goddamn victim. Didn't nobody tell you to do that shit, bitch. You did that all on your own. Nobody told your ass to go stand in front of a camera and hurl some bullshit and let a nigga take a picture of you and say, put this out for the world to see. Period. So don't be sitting here crying. Oh, golly. 
Oh, golly gosh. I, 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 I'm truly sorry for what I did, but I'm a victim. Wait a minute, bitch. See, that's, that's, that, that's where white privilege gets cloudy. Because it was even white people in that crowd that was probably like, bitch, for real. First of all, you ain't even that type of white woman to get away, to have that kind of street cred to kind of get away and pawn off some that kind of bullshit. Hillary Clinton, maybe. But you, no. You got to have better straight cred than that than try to pawn some posts and piss on a nigga head and make us think it's rain. You let Kim Kardashian be in the place of Kathy Griffin, it would have been a whole different situation. Nobody would have gave a damn. Somebody would have been calling Killer, Kim a hero. But it was because it was Kathy Griffin's non-known ass you know, this bitch ain't been reveling since 1996. Once again, irrelevant niggas trying to do relevant things and then starting a bunch of shit that don't nobody want nothing to do with. Hello. How the hell is what she done done helping fix any goddamn thing that's went down? But yet and still, for almost a week, that's all the fuck everybody could talk about. They get a bitch a press conference. She sit there in the press conference and say, and I quote, I am a victim of some stupid shit that I didn't have no motherfucking business doing, but now I'm a victim because I'm getting backlash because of it. Oh, boo-boo, welcome to being a black man. Welcome to being a black woman. Welcome to being black or African-American in these our United States of America. Okay? You're catching a glimpse on what it looks like to be black in America. But not even necessarily being black because this bitch went out and did... Niggas ain't got to do stupid shit to catch goddamn flack for it. In the same breath and light, white folks can do a ton of stupid shit and not catch little to no flack for it whatsoever. You know? Dick Cheney killed the motherfucker and continue on being the vice president of the United States of America. Donald Trump has admitted... To sexually harassing women, admitted to sexually assaulted women, admitted to being a low-down, dirty, once-a-month bleeding bitch, and yet and still, you motherfuckers still voted him into the White House. Really, bitch? And a quick cutoff and a little bit of a note that I, I want to throw out to you guys. I want you guys to check out a gentleman by the name of Dr. William Barber. Um, he, uh, is a graduate of North Carolina Central University, and he is also the current, um, executive director, um, of, for the NAACP in the state of, um, uh, North Carolina. Reverend Barbara is on point, babies, and he made a very big point the other night on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and he mentioned how, Systematic racism has gotten everybody in a position where we are in as far as within the voter redistricting, uh, voter suppression, things like that. And one thing that he mentioned, this is a black man now, one thing that he mentioned, the, the one thing, and I've said this in the past, and I think that got Dr. King killed is when Dr. King started to help white people. That's what got him killed. When Dr. King started and wanted to truly help the world, that's what got him killed. I've said that before. I'm not saying that he never should have done what he believed in because that's what he believed in and he believed in something right and just. He believed that everyone, you can't tell a person. He believed that you really can't tell a person that everything is going to be okay in life if they know and we know and she know and he know and, and, and it know that without certain processes, shit ain't going to be right. 
jump back into the story with Kathy Griffin. When you throw yourself under the bus, one thing she said in that interview, in that press conference, is she said she feel like her career is over and she's being attacked by Donald Trump. Contrary to popular belief, bitch, you a comedian. You get attacked on a regular basis, probably from different circles and systems all over the damn planet. How the hell you letting this little handed chump fuck with you is beyond me. But she stood up in front of that mic. Oh my. I I I'm sorry for what I did, but damn it, they have no business being mad at me. Shut up, bitch. They ain't got no business being mad at you. You took a damn picture out of a fake severed head and put it out for the world to see, including this nigga's child. Shut the fuck up. Just like I cracked on the motherfuckers who used to do that shit when, when Obama was president, I'm gonna do the same thing to your dumb ass, cause right is right. Wrong is wrong, and I don't take sides as far as color is concerned when it comes to right being right and wrong being wrong. And I know some of you motherfuckers got beef with Trump, me included. But just because of that fact, don't you let that take away from your good goddamn common sense. And I think that's what's been happening right now is we have a failure to communicate with our common sense. We don't have a com failure to communicate with each other. We have a failure to communicate with our own personal source of common sense. Common sense should have told that bitch, don't get your ass behind the lens of a camera holding some bullshit that you know ain't gonna do nothing but start shit. Furthermore, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a hundred as I always do since 2015. This is show number one after year number two, baby. We out here today. Yes, sir. Ha ha. I'm gonna put it down like this. Bitch, if you gonna do some motherfucking shit and stick your chest out there like that, be a woman, grab your pussy, man up and, and, and woman up and be responsible. Don't be sitting here crying and shit. Oh, I'm so sorry for what I did. Own it, bitch. That's how you get respect from real niggas. And we know that conversation about real niggas. Because once again, if she'd have had a real nigga like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, boy, Joe. Yeah, no. And I'd have walked in there seeing that nigga as soon as he'd have got ready to snap, put his finger on the click to snap that damn picture of her holding that fucking head. Nigga, he'd have caught something from upside his goddamn head for me tossing it clear across the goddamn room. Clack, ow, bitch. <laughs> Why did you do that to me, man? Because you was about to fuck up that girl's career. You dumb bitch. Sit down some goddamn well. You should have known that this was going to be a stupid ass idea or something to do this epically but for shit. Nick, what the hell make you think anything that could get your ass questioned by the Secret Service is smart, bitch? Nothing, nothing, nothing. These niggas are meant to be secret. If your ass, they got to come see you, they already pissed because you going to know part of the damn secret. This nigga going to interview you and they going to have to fire his ass and bring in another nigga to be another motherfucking secret. Eventually, eventually you run out of niggas to be secret. I think that's how it fucking work. <laughs> I really don't know how the secret service work. I know is they fuck with niggas who write hot checks and protect the president. That's it. That's all I fucking know about the secret service. And it's a secret. If a nigga find out the secret, it ain't secret no more. They probably got to get rid of his ass. So there you go. Shit, I don't know. I would, I, you know, but I'm not really used to secret legal organizations. <laughs> that, if a shit is a secret around me, there's a good chance it's a secret for a reason. All right? Yeah.
locations and whatnot. So nonetheless, and and as I mentioned before, I, I'm 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 still not gonna jump on the bandwagon. Fuck you, y'all know I'm not no bandwagon rider. I rode with my Texans. We when they was four and twelve, I'ma ride with them when they ten and two, when they uh, ten and six or twelve and four, what the fuck ever. Okay, I am not a bandwagon jumper. That ain't me. So I'm not gonna jump on the Kathy Griffin bandwagon. I think the bitch is wrong, and she ought, and uh, to be honest with you, until she do a press conference owning up to what she did, kiss my ass. So what? Cause she owned up to it, but then she took she didn't take the blame for the backlash that she getting from it. And that's where you lost your damn respect. And as a comedian, you gonna always lose my respect when you feel like you will blatantly do something for the benefit of a laugh, even though your ass knew before you did it it was gonna have dire consequences. And I'm more than sure. Somebody had to tell that bitch, don't do that. This is going to have dire consequences. And once again, if she didn't, you need to hire you a real nigga. My fee is $12 an hour. Y'all ever need a real nigga in your life? I will be that real nigga in your life for $12 an hour. Mm-hmm. That's my fee. $12 an hour. One of my $12 an hour, that's the amount my child support said it. $12 an hour. So I am offering my service. I'm going to call it the real nigga life-changing service. We will hire real niggas that will come in and help bitch niggas and bullshit niggas and stupid people and uh, church activists and pimps and all crazy motherfuckers, all lines of life. Y'all can pay us and we will come in and we will keep you from doing stupid shit. I have a team of extraordinarily real niggas that will be more than happy to help you out. Their fees may vary. Mine are $12 an hour. Okay, there you go. Keep it real, keep it real, nigga. Real nigga, keeping it real service. <laughs> I don't know, I ain't got a fucking title yet, but that's what need to fucking happen. Hell, because I'm sorry, it's too much. The goddamn, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell? Look, Bill Mount. Y'all know I was going there. You motherfuckers know I wasn't going to let his ass make it. Nope. Nah. uh uh-uh. Not doing it. Y'all know I wasn't going to let him make it. Not at all. Why would I? He fucked up bad. Real bad. And he fucked up so bad that he thought it was cool. This motherfucker thought it was all right. Yeah, he did. He thought that his ass had been in comedy for so many years that he could say whatever the fuck he want on his show on HBO. No, Bill. No, Bill. I did a little research on Bill Maurer. Apparently they say that he dated a couple of white women a few years ago. I say that to say this. That shouldn't be enough street cred to get him to say the word naked. Now, if he was down there like putting up money to help bail out O.J., or had some histories passed like that, paid some of Tupac's bail, put some money on Snoop Dogg's books when he was in jail. You know, if he didn't send a gift basket to Beyonce after she had her baby, you know, something to show us that you have earned the right to feel the need to call yourself a house nigga. I said that, like I said, he said the shit so goddamn smooth that he thinks He's supposed to fit in that arena. No, nigga. 
Not at all. Uh-uh. And you hear what that is? That's me taking the glove off on your ass. Okay? Let me put this motherfucker back on. My hand hurting like a motherfucker. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so now, glove back on. Now, take the glove off because it's coming on on your ass. First of all, everybody has comedians that they look up for, look up to. I, mine was always Richard. Richard and Eddie was the two I grew up with until I learned about a man named George Carlin. Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor made me laugh at comedy. George Carlin made me want to be a comedian. Okay? I want y'all to hear me, and this is very true. I used to love coming to America, 48 hours, another 48 hours. Nigga, love JoJo dancing, your life is calling. Some like it hot. Busting loose, stir crazy, nigga, grease lightning. Them was my hits. Harlem Nights? What? If you ain't never seen Harlem Nights, nigga, you ain't never seen a funny ass movie in your life. That is one of the funniest clean. Well, let me refer. I can't put clean nowhere in there. I was going to say clean cut, but clear cut comedy at its best. Okay? Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy weren't who made me feel I could do this comedy thing, okay? Because there was always something about Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy that it kind of made me feel like they were being funny, but they, they came up in a time where they couldn't say whatever the hell they wanted. And I know for a fact both Eddie and Richard had a lot to say about a lot of shit. And they said a lot about a lot of shit in their time, but not bad, bad, <laughs> If you ain't never heard Carlin, you ain't never heard comedy. And I, I'm going to be real with you. That man there, him, Richard, Robin, Lenny Bruce, that's your kings of comedy right there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Dolomite. I love Rudy Ray Moore. He is hilarious. I've always thought he was one of my, Steve, y'all know how I feel about Steve Harvey. Everybody know I, I've been looking up that man for ages. D.L. Hughley, too, for that matter. But when it comes to that inspiration, that one guy, if I say I emulate anybody on stage, it would be Carlin. People would tell me I acted like Dave Chappelle when I was first trying to get, I was trying to find my role, and I didn't want to be doing this acting like nobody else. But I used to watch a lot of Dave Chappelle, I ain't gonna lie. You know, shit, who didn't? The nigga's hilarious. He had the fucking Chappelle show. If you didn't watch that shit, I watched the fucking Rick James episode 50 times. Bitch, I have never bought a t-shirt for some shit that happened on a TV show. Nigga, I had a I'm Rick James, bitch, t-shirt. Yes. Yes. That shit was amazing to me. Dave Chappelle did something that no black comedian had ever done at that time. Uh, up to this point, even even look, 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 even Bill Cosby can't take say he did nothing this big, which is taking pure uncut, scripted but uncut comedy, and putting it out there for the masses. The nigger family, remember that shit? I'll never forget it. But even Dave, even Dave, mm -mm, it was Carlin. It's Carlin didn't give a fuck. Carlin was one of the only white comedians I heard say nigga and nobody ever bitched. 
You want to know why? Because you would have probably got your ass handled in these streets. George Carlin was a bad motherfucker. Okay? There's not many little ass white men that can walk into a building probably full of niggas and command respect. But when it comes to comedians, Carlin was the one. See, Bill Maher want to be George Carlin. Baby, you ain't George. First of all, George Carlin, George Carlin wrote for Richard Pryor. For those that don't, y'all can catch a little history. George Carlin and Robin Williams wrote for Richard Pryor. They earned their stripes. They earned their shit. They earned their way. And there was three minds calibrate, collaborating to make some of the greatest comedic achievements our world has ever seen. Steve Martin is a man of his own. Steve Martin has done some pretty crucial comedy in his day as well. But Steve Martin, once again, he earned his stripes. He started from the bare bottoms and came all the way up. And then we got Bill Maurer, who probably started pretty rough as well. None of us, not many of us are spoon fed. I had I had a silver spoon when I was a baby. It's been rusted and gone now. The silver spoon I had as a kid is nothing but dust, I'm pretty sure. That bitch is buried somewhere gone. All right? Not all of us are blessed with that silver spoon. I don't, I really don't know much about Bill Maurer's history. I, I'm pretty sure he didn't grow up in the ghetto or the projects. I'm pretty sure he didn't grow up you know, as an adapted child of a black family, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I really don't know. But I do know one thing. There's something about him that made him feel comfortable to be able to sit in and depict himself as a house nigga that night. Let me tell you where it come from, kids. The other day at work, this was the day, when was this? Sunday, I heard about what Bill Maurer did. Monday, I went to work. I'm on hour eight. Of an 11 hour shift Follow me This is how the shit went down Two little white boys come in Had a bunch of shit they want to sell Guitar amp, guitar A couple of little pieces of shit Electronics, so it was valuable You know what I'm saying I can only give them about $65 for everything Okay, That's just, that's policy That's all I can fucking do But the whole time I'm sitting here talking to these little niggas That's all they kept saying was nigga Nigga, 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 nigga Non-stop Two white boys talking to each other. Nigga, 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 nigga. I thought to myself for a minute. I actually caught myself like, should I say something to these little motherfuckers and tell them that's pretty offensive? But when I was thinking about it, they wasn't calling me a nigga. I wasn't even in their conversation. I was a fucking store clerk taking care of their shit. And all I needed to do was give them their money and send them on their fucking way. And that's what I did. I could have gave a damn. They, I'm not lying. One of them sitting there talking about, you know what I'm trying to do, nigga. The other side, I know, nigga, but then the other one, I was like, nigga, this, then I'm like, nigga, that, nigga, that, nigga, that, nigga, that, nigga, that, nigga, that, I was like, holy shit. Let me tell y'all something about the ghettos in the end of Oklahoma. There ain't no goddamn ghettos in the end of Oklahoma. There ain't no goddamn ghettos that's full of niggas. That's for goddamn show. Hell. <laughs> Shit. So I don't know where these little motherfuckers catch up with all these damn niggas. Just nigga, 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 nigga,
I looked over to my coworker. She looked back at me, and even she was stunned. I mean, I don't even think I didn't say niggas that much in one goddamn sitting. Whole conversation, nigga, 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 nigga. It was like listen to that damn old Beach Boy song, or whatever. How the fuck? How the fuck it go? Nigga, 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 nigga. That's all they kept saying. I couldn't. I didn't do shit about it. I'm at work. I honestly, I'm between me and the between me, the and the walls. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give two shits about them saying nigga. As long as you ain't said it to me and ain't got an R at the end of it, you ain't gonna get your ass whooped in most cases. I'm a pretty fair individual. I let a lot of motherfuckers make it with a whole lot of shit because the fact of the matter is sometimes it ain't really worth giving the attention to it. But when it comes to Bill Mauer, we have to. Because he done fucked up one too many times. Okay? This man has said anti-Judaism type shit. He done said anti-Christian shit, anti-Muslim shit. Uh, this nigga didn't... This, uh, once again, he is a comedian. He cracks on a lot of shit. But some of the shit that he cracking on ain't really that goddamn funny and it certainly ain't nothing the way your ass supposed to take precedence or to feel like you should feel comfortable enough to put yourself in that situation. Because I, I'm, I'm noticing something about white folks over this in, in this pre, in this current political climate, this current landscape of the United States. White people... Don't think niggas got it that hard. That's the reason why Bill Maurer felt it was okay for him to say, I'm a house nigga. The man he was talking to was a government of fucking somewhere. Fuck him. I don't, fuck him. I don't know who the fuck he was. Fuck him. I don't feel like doing research this week. I kiss my ass. My baby, y'all, damn it. I got all I got to give you right now. Take it. Love it. Masturbate with it. Anyway. So he's sitting here talking to this ugly motherfucker, right? And they, he, I guess he started on this motherfucker on some spiel about like picking cotton somewhere. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. He was trying to get Bill Maurer to go out and do some work in a field. Which for me, I'm thinking Bill Maurer about to go in on this nigga. Like, really, bitch? <laughs> what? <laughs> you want me to do some shit that my homies can't do no more? Because if they get seen doing it, your ass probably going to jail for slavery, bitch? No, thank you. But Bill, Bill took it another way. Bill was like, no, I ain't no field. First of all, Bill felt that he ain't good. He was too good to be a field nigga. He said he was a house nigga. Well, Bill, do you not know that the house nigga wasn't chosen because of their work acumen? The house nigga was chosen because of the color of their skin. Nine times out of ten, the house niggas was that nigga that the master had quite possibly produced with a slave. And because that nigga had mulatto skin and looked brighter than the average black person at that time, they were invited to work in the home because they were easier on the eyes than just a random black person. It's easier to see this uh, light-skinned, possibly color-eyed child, a uh, person with, with, with either sometimes straight hair, sometimes curly hair, compared to someone with darker skin and not as fair hair, coarse hair. 
You feel me? Now, they'd be okay in the kitchen because Big Mama could cook. You still, you know, they, they rarely bought any yellow bone bitches in there for the cooking. They always got dark-skinned slaves to do the cooking. All right? I'm just being real with y'all. This, this is truth, okay? It caused a lot of animosity between slaves back then because the ones that were in the home were considered the premium nigga. And guess what? They acted like it. You ain't never seen a yellow nigga. How many times you done seen a yellow bone bitch reject a dark-skinned dude? I have. It's harsh. I literally saw, I saw a girl tell a guy one time, we won't mix just because of how dark his skin was. Okay? Mind you, he was from Africa and he probably had a Matumbo dick and that was probably the other thing she was scared of as well because Africans, you know, are known to having ginormous penises. Okay? I don't know. But I do know this. For him to make that claim to consider himself a house nigger, like I said, it had nothing to do with the work acumen. It had nothing to do, you know, there wasn't a dark-skinned slave that was going to be able to jump out of the field and say, you know what, boss, I think a, a job change is important to me. I'd like to go in the house now. They'd probably beat that nigga's ass for three days. He'd have came back to the other niggas, and them niggas probably would have whooped his ass for a day and a half just for trying to abandon us in that damn field, you rat bastard. Because you know them house niggas, once they've been in the field and they go in the house, you know the first thing master do is ask them to snitch. You think I'm lying? What you think they do when they get in the house, a.k.a. the police station? The war on drugs was built off of snitching. That's it. It is an entire war built off of snitching. It ain't even snitching for motherfuckers doing wrong. This was the nine times. Most of the times, this nigga snitching, one nigga snitching on another nigga so that that nigga can take money from all of them. Yeah. You ever been to a city and they only got one nigga that's the boss? Because that's the one nigga that do all the snitching for the police. You're welcome. I know y'all don't like hearing that. But the truth, like, like herpes, itches and burns like a motherfucker from time to time. Sorry. Just it is what it is. This shit gonna hurt your damn ears because I, you know, I, I'm. We've been letting too much shit slide, okay? Too much. We as black people have been letting too much shit slide. Colin Kaepernick still does not have a job in the NFL, but yet ESPN feels that they need to bring Hank Williams Jr.'s racist, sorry ass back to Monday Night Football. For what? For what? So we can get ready? Nigga, it's Monday, bitch. We was ready for football Friday night at the goddamn high school. What the fuck are you talking about? I ain't never understood the concept of that damn are you ready for some football? Bitch, I've been watching football the last three days. Motherfucker, aren't you late for some football, motherfucker? Possibly. Did you just get here, nigga? It's 30 other motherfucking teams that's not already played. Your ass just arrived today, bitch. Hell, half of the niggas that watch Monday Night Football don't even get to the end of the goddamn game anyway. All they get is that goddamn show because a nigga been to work all fucking day and ain't got time to watch that shit. I ain't watched Monday Night Football since 1998 after Monday Night Raw got interested. Shit. Unless my Texans playing. Now, my Texans playing is going down. I'm, I'm locking it down for them niggas, man. <laughs> that's my motherfucking team. Shit. Hell, you know, 
I, I, I just, you know, for, for him to say that reminds me of a conversation I had at work the other day. Young lady made a comment. I Once again, it was about the bank robbery. They said it was a black man, a white man, a mega man. I, I made the comment. I said, I ain't going outside. Fuck that. And then a lady made a comment to me saying, oh, Joe, they said they're looking for a bright-skinned black man. That don't fit. You don't fit the description. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. You calling me dark? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, some niggas still get offended by being called dark-skinned. I, you know, I don't really care. I just crack jokes and make people feel uncomfortable. That's my pleasure. But I listened to this lady talk to me, and I mentioned... As I mentioned and as I said, I'm not going. I said they said African American, so that means every nigga in town has got to be keep their head on the swivel to make sure the police don't come fucking with their ass. And the lady said something to me that blew my damn mind, blew me away. She said, "Those, those, you don't have to worry about things like that in this town. Perhaps in other towns or in bigger cities, you have to worry about stuff like that, but you don't have to worry about stuff like that here." First of all, lady. When you can't even tell, you can't even say the word racism, that there shows me you got a problem. She couldn't even say the word racism. All she said was things like that. Harassing niggas when the police say they coming to fuck with niggas or they looking for niggas. You feel me? She tells me what it's like to deal with the police under the persuasion of the black community. And yet, she ain't black. So how the fuck do you know? I asked somebody to tell me the other week as well that I need to start letting more shit slide and letting things go. My problem with that is if I let too much motherfucking go, uh, I'll be the one to end up getting fucked over. So no, you can't let everything go. No, you can't let everything slide. No, you can't let a nigga make it all the motherfucking time. Sometimes you got to put two feet, four feet, six feet, eight feet, six foot, seven foot, eight foot, fuck in they motherfucking ass. Because if you don't, if we keep letting everything slide and letting everybody make it, your ass going to start thinking that that's okay and acceptable goddamn shit. No, Bill, it's not. That was calling yourself a house nigga, not knowing what it's like to be a nigga. It's not the place where you supposed to motherfucking be in. So don't come tell it. Quit, white folks, do me a favor. Quit telling black folks what we go through in these streets. Because you don't know. You will never know. You will never fucking know what it is to be a black person in the United States of America. You certainly won't know what it's, what it's like to be a black man. You for goddamn sure won't know what it's like to be a black woman. Because just like you, black women got to deal with dumb niggas too. And deal with themselves. And deal with their surroundings. And deal with every goddamn thing else that falls off the fucking sun. Because they're a woman and they don't get appreciated and, and aren't treated and, as, and, and loved the way they deserve to be in the first fucking place. And that's white and black women included. White women catch enough hell. White, black women catch it tenfold. What's scary, though, you know, is, once again, we letting too many people make it. We letting too many people make it. Yes, I'm pissed off at Kathy Griffin for what she did. I'm just as equally as pissed off at the people who did the things towards Obama. As I mentioned, the dolls burning in trees and, and all that shit. 
Hank Williams Jr. comparing the at the time president of the United States to Adolf Hitler. I heard somebody make a comparison to Hulk Hogan's situation compared to Hank Williams Jr.'s situation. I'm going to tell you the differences in comparison right now. Hank Williams did his shit in public, not giving a fuck, openly disrespecting our president of the United States. Hulk Hogan was trying to get some pussy in a room and was talking about a random roundabout ass nigga that nobody know, give a fuck or concerned about. They mentioned that nigga's name 87 times on the damn news. I bet you don't remember who the fuck he is. Nope, nope, sorry, I don't know who you are. But you know what I do remember? Hogan versus The Rock. You know what I do remember? Hogan being in his prime and bringing Junkyard Dog and Coco Beware along for the ride. You know what I do remember? Hogan taking a step forward to help WCW get off of the ground by helping younger wrestlers experience more money by going over there and helping them boys learn the business of professional wrestling. That I remember. You can't ask me to remember nothing about Bill Maurer. You can't ask me about the times he wrote for Chris Rock or wrote for, or wrote for Dave Chappelle. I don't know if he ever did, and I doubt if he ever did at all. And I'm certainly not going to sit here just for the benefit of saying that he had sex with a black woman, and now he ought to be able to deserve to say whatever the hell he want. You know? I, I'm, I'll never understand that shit for the life of me. I got a white friend right now. I say nigga around his ass a thousand times every time we see each other. He ain't never said nigga once around me. My wife hates the word. And I ain't gonna lie. I have more than once asked her to call me a nigga while she was sitting on my dick just being absolutely disgusting and gross. And that was the, the this girl does the nastiest, filthiest shit to me on the planet. And that's one word she will not say. No matter what I do. No matter how much I beg, she will not say it. Okay? So, uh, you know, for his motivation to be able to go there, I don't know. For them two little kids that was in my damn store, what well, was in the damn store the other day saying that shit, I don't know. They ain't the first ones to say it. I, I've told y'all before, I got a partner named Squirrel. That nigga is the, he is the whitest nigga I know. Because do you talk to that motherfucker on the phone, you won't know who the fuck. You're going to think you're talking to a black person. You are not. Okay? This nigga come from the same hood and same place that I grew up at. So there's a good chance that I can relate to what the hell, what I've seen, where his street cred come from. Bill, I don't know where the fuck your street cred come from, cuz. You got to show me more than what you doing. And from what I'm hearing, your ass going to be showing me that shit on the street because you certainly ain't going to be doing a face HBO. But, I'm, but then again, you never know. You never know. I heard. I also heard that uh, if they gon' cancel, it ain't gonna be this week. And he, so I saw a picture the other day talking about he bringing Michael Eric Dyson and all of, and a bunch of other niggas with him to to try to make it not look as bad that he called himself a house nigga. He tried to relate to what black people go through. I can't relate to what he go through. You certainly can't relate to what I go through as a black man in these our United States of America. But to the lady that think that the police in this town are not capable of racism, contrary to popular belief, as soon as they signed up, that was part of the damn process. 
Because last time I checked, it ain't white folks that's packing these goddamn private prisons and making all of these motherfuckers richer and richer and richer because of more niggas they stuffing up in them. You better, but good, you better read a goddamn book. You better sit back and look at some stats or something, baby. It's going around left and right. And in this town, it's actually scarier because they actually attack females out here. Yes. The police out here don't actually fuck with too much. I, I can honestly say the police, when it comes to being a black man and not being a troublesome nigga, I don't get in much trouble with the police. But when it comes to women out here, these cops are assholes. And I have seen that with my own two eyes. Okay? So, whether it's me, whether it's them, whether it's somebody, I'm not saying all cops are trained to be bad, but unfortunately, these police officers have all received bad training. Luckily for them, maybe they have some that have some good common sense. You know, one of them things that I, I will keep preaching about nonstop, we have got to get our common sense back. And once again. We are offering the Real Nigger Protection Services. <laughs> That's it. There we go. The, the RNP, the Real Nigger Protection Services. My fee, Joe Moffat, is $12 an hour. We will come in and be a real nigger for you and keep you from doing stupid fucking shit that could quite possibly ruin your career. Kathy, ruin your career. Bill, ruin your career. Bill Cosby, with your stupid ass. Don't know how to go out and get some pussy like a motherfucking gentleman ass nigga. What is wrong with you? Oh my God, you are Bill fucking Cosby. As rich as, if I was as rich as Bill Cosby, I would just walk up to random women like, hi, would you like to have sex? No? Okay, next. I let them form a line. One will say yes. One will say yes just to fuck you on a $100 bill, nigga. That's for real, Bill. Shit. Hell. Yeah, I said it. I cried. Don't get mad at me. Fuck y'all. Y'all, everybody got a hoe in their family. I ain't the only one. Shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And on a lighter note, since we've hit the 50-minute mark, I wanted to bring up one little thing that has been bothering me over the last few weeks. Uh, I've been noticing on Twitter that there is a bit of a um, controversy, if you will, pertaining to the ladies of, of Twitter. Um, black and white, they have, of all races actually, they, they've come together and, and started to make comments and, and uh, pertaining to a particular subject. I think these women are a little bit, I don't want to say out of line, uh, but I, I'm, I, I gotta come to my, my guy's defense on this. Um, it's a very, very touchy situation for some men. Me, it, it, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm good. But for some men, it is a very touchy situation. And these ladies are like like dogging these men on Twitter. They're like, you know, nonstop. I read some shit the other day. She was, this lady said, and I quote, to be with a little man, to be with a man with a little dick and a bad attitude is just absolutely traumatizing, which I thought about it. I was like, yeah, if you got a little dick and a bad attitude, I bet you are... A bit worrisome to say the least. I, I bet you's an annoying motherfucker because bad enough you ain't hitting the spot, but the only spot that your ass hitting is her last nerve. That ain't nowhere a nigga really want to be in the first goddamn place ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever. But it kind of made me step back because I was like, 
Well, why the hell is a little nigga a dick with a little a, a nigga with a little dick having a bad attitude anyway? Other than the fact that he got a little dick, you got a girlfriend, nigga. For real, you should not be sitting here being an asshole. You have a little dick, sir. Your ass ain't bringing much much to the table. So how the hell can you sit here and be an asshole? But then I took a step back as I read more into it pertaining to these females. And this is the part that pissed me off. Was when they was openly and blatantly talking shit about dudes with little dicks. No matter what they are, no matter if they're asshole, no matter if they're nice, no matter, you know, if you're an asshole and you got a little dick, you deserve everything bad that happened to you. Okay? What the fuck? Because <laughs> there's nothing about your Snickers that will ever be satisfying. Nothing. Nothing. She will eat your shit and not even know it was there. Okay? But for my fellas who are actually decent and kind to their ladies, and these ladies are giving them shit just because they have little dicks, let me say this to you. There's a good chance, ladies, that all of y'all decided talking shit would get with a nigga with a dick, big dick and couldn't handle that shit on the first fucking place, okay? Let's let's keep it 100 real quick. Half of you little... Half, first of all, a G-spot, in most cases for a woman, the, 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 the holiest of holiest, that one spot that will send her ass from zero to... Uh, in no time flat, <laughs> you want to hit again, zero to... Uh, yes, in no time flat, it's only about an inch in. An inch and up. That's it. Okay? Fellas, if you got little dicks and you need to learn how to warm up some pussy before you come showing up into the show, well, by all means. You know? But don't you dare, don't you dare, ladies, sit here and dog on these men and not, at least not give a little nigga a chance. Let them give them a chance. They could be nice guys. Okay? But don't be sitting here cat posting... Po I saw some shit, a goddamn survey on Twitter the other day. If you, what would be more annoying, being with a man with a little dick or being with a man without a job? And I sat there and thought about it. And in the fucking poll, I shit you not, the nigga with the little dick was winning the poll. I was like, what? You would rather be with a broke nigga than a nope nigga? Hold on. The nope nigga got a job. The nope nigga pay his bills. The nope nigga got a house. The broke nigga got a box. But she will go sit on that dirty dick nigga, but just because of the fact. Yes. I've said it before. You you know the damn story. Look at look at Melania Trump. She don't give a fuck about her husband. Let her sugar baby come walking in there. Let that nigga that she fucking in New York while Donald in Washington show his ass up. I bet you that bitch will jump all over his ass like he got helium in his ass and she a three-year-old with no shoes. Yay! Wee! Doing, 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 yes! Don't tell me Melania ain't fucking nobody. Fuck y'all, I ain't stupid. Hell, you think Melania Trump ain't getting dicked down in Donald Trump's motherfucking Trump Tower in New York and that's the reason, and you think that's the only reason, that bitch is just in New York for shits and giggles? You's a dumbass. She probably got a dick just laying there right now. She in Cuba some fucking way. This dick just laying there ain't got to do shit. Hell, it ain't just me. Fuck y'all. I see how that bitch act with him. You saw how she got, when he got out that plane and he always reaching back for her hand and she just be swatting his ass away. Uh-huh. Donald got a little dick. And we know he an asshole. 
So a little dick asshole gets you treated wrong in public. You the president of the United States and can't even touch your own bitch. She don't even want to be seen with you, my nigga. Ever. Forever, ever. Forever, never. Never. Nothing to do with you. See you, bye. Okay? But to my guys that handle their business, to my guys that are nice and considerate and kind, don't give up the fight. Okay? And if all else fails, if you meet a girl that's got a trucker bay pussy, just run away. Just, just leave that bitch there. That's probably some pussy that you don't want to try to deal with anyway. I think sometimes, sometimes us guys, you know, we get that motivation going and, you know, I'm the man. No, you ain't. <laughs> if I got to come in and back clean up after your ass, no, you ain't. No. Stop it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell. So, yeah, ladies, cut these niggas a, a little bit. Now, I ain't going to say cut these niggas, uh, uh, cut these niggas some slack, but I will say this. We are all human beings. Find the one you want to love. If you can't love one, love two or three. It's okay. Ain't nobody going to judge you harshly. It's 2017, okay? If your ass ain't caught on to the concepts of, of, of loving more than just yourself or loving more than just that one or, or you know... Our, our world is hurting right now because we are so inclined on what's going on right in our world instead of worrying about sometimes just taking a step outside of ourselves. Because sometimes when you take yourself a step outside of yourself, you might see somebody that can help your situation. You never know. Okay? But we can't keep being, you know, you can't not fuck a guy with a little dick just because he got a little dick and you think he ain't going to get in there because he could be a pussy-eating machine. That nigga can make you come in ways that you ain't never even motherfucking understood. And you might just have to have that nigga busting it nut on the napkin, put it in a turkey baster, shoot it up in your ass. Surprise, you'll have a baby. It's all good, man. It can happen. And you can be happy and healthy. Okay? But don't just let a good thing go because it's small. <laughs> you know? Unless it's an asshole like Donald Trump. You let that little dick bastard go die somewhere. Bet go away, nigga. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. If you ain't got six inches of dick and you a dick, you ain't shit. I'll take the, I, You know what? I'll give you a bit more room. If you ain't got four inches of dick and still act like a dick, you ain't shit. Okay? That's coming from me to you. And on that note, Thank you all for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I appreciate all of you individually. Uh, we do have a couple of sponsors I want to give a shout out to real quick. As always, Autonomy Multimedia, my friend Michael Buchanan. Uh, we are a member of the Autonomy Multimedia family, so we got to always shout out to folks. Um, for booking information for artists like uh, Vince Alton and Jake Bowers, please feel free to contact me. And I can see about getting hooked up for you. Always email me at thejoemindforshow at gmail.com. Also, our friends in Houston, PCs, Mr. Ray Griffiths, how are you doing, shirt, sir? I told you I'd get that shout out in. Y'all make sure to check him out. He's doing some big things, big, big things in Houston. And I'm very proud of my cousin. Also, Miss Foxy down there in H-Town. Shout out, boo. Uh, Want to show you some love. Maybe sometimes we can do some collaborating on some things, you know, and get these comedy, get this comedy shit going better than we ever thought it could go and bigger than ever we thought it could grow. That's for sure, because that's what your boy Joe know. Now, and on that note, 
Thank you for listening to Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe Moffitt. The hostess with the mostess. The nigga, the don, the king. I don't give a fuck about what any of y'all think about me. I never will begin to. But I do know this. I love all of you. Even down to your stanky ass draws. As long as... All I say is this, people. Do your best to be the best you. If you can't do shit else, be the best you. Okay? If you know anything that you're doing ain't worth a fuck, do better. Okay? Because it always turns out to something your own good. Trust me. Just take my word for it and run with it. Thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I love you guys. See you next week. We're going to be here. I am should be on Wednesday. I'm not, I, I'm, I know my work schedule permitted me to be back here today, but I don't know because I'm, I'm still, I, I saw something about having next Friday off, so I don't fucking know. Uh, and uh, to also let you guys know, um, everything is still on plate. New Year's Eve, the New Year's Eve gig is still an organization. Uh, for all booking information, call me directly, 580-478-8367. Also, me and Random Ramblings with Rob will be coming together and doing a joint show before the end of the month. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be off the motherfucking chain. As always, I love you guys. Be the best you you can be. If nothing else, sit your ass down and shut the fuck up and don't think you can, you know, don't think hurting somebody else is going to make you feel better. Because it's a lot of that going on right now in the world and it's bullshit and we need to stop. Prayers for everybody in, in London. Prayers for everybody in Orlando. Prayers for everybody in Manchester. Prayers for everybody on this planet. Because right now we need more, more understanding and love towards each other than anything. If, if, if you don't pray, just, just think about how much love is in need and how much we need love in this world. Think of your favorite. If you don't pray, think of your favorite love song and, and, and listen to it and think about it. All you need is love. Money can't buy me love. Anything, okay? Something better than where we going right now, all right? I love you guys. Hope you love me back. If don't, I don't care. Just stay away from my booty. And now that note, thank you for listening to the Joe Robert Show. And I'm out this motherfucker.